0: I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. And this is the Snakes Cast. Mondays on the show, we get into things on an introductory level, bring you into a new topic.
1: Wednesdays, uh, now that we know what we're talking about, we go a little bit deeper.
0: And on Fridays, we go into detail. Let's
1: talk about weird stuff. This week, we're talking about worker placement games. Yeah.
0: Odds are good, if you're new to the subject and listening to us on Monday, the phrase worker placement games is probably a thing that you haven't actually heard before, so let's give you a quick overview of what it is. In a worker placement game, you have a board, and on this board, there are spaces that do different useful things. And each player has a little collection of workers. And in one worker placement game, your workers might be spaceships. In another one, they might be farmers or secret agents or part of your clandestine organization. Something like that. On your turn, you're going to take one or more of these workers and you're going to put them on these spaces. And those spaces are going to do useful things for you. And then the next person is going to take a worker and put it on a space. And then the next person, the next person. and So we're just going to go round around the table using up all our workers until nobody has any left. And then the workers all go home to their owners. Some stuff changes And we do it again? Now, what makes this what it is, is the fact that in most cases, you can't place a worker on a space that's already been occupied. So it creates a sort of indirect interaction. I can't directly attack you and take your stuff. What I can do is go and do a thing, which means you can't also go and do it.
1: You jerk.
0: (laughs) This sort of passive-aggressive style uh, indirect conflict is one of the hallmarks of European-style game design. We'll talk and we'll get into Euros one of these days.
1: So the mechanism of placing workers on a map has been around for quite a while now. A decade? Two decades? Several decades?
0: Depends on where you count it starting, but yeah, by by any count at least a decade. Mm -hmm. Even in its present most modern form.
1: Mm -hmm. We talked about it a little bit in our episode zero when we were going through some of the terms, but now we're going to go a little bit deeper.
0: So while you're placing your people onto a board, your workers onto a board. This is not the same as what we call the dudes on a map style area control game. You're not muscling in to try yeah. to push people out. Yeah, you're this simply, isn't risk. No, it's not. Uh, you're, just, you're just placing your people into positions where they do useful things for you.
1: You're sending a guy to the harbor to get ships and then when he's gone to ship, he's going to come back. He doesn't stay at the harbor. He doesn't kick anybody out of the harbor. He just goes. He does his whole shippy thing and then he comes back.
0: Or you dock one of your UFOs at this space station here, and that brings you some energy pieces, and you put those little energy pieces in front of you, and now you have energy, and you can use it to do stuff. Or maybe you put a farmer over in the woods, and they collect some wood for you, and now you have wood, which you can use to build stuff. Simple enough. But... Here's the thing: these games tend to have a lot of layers to them. You often, for example, if you want to build fences, you're going to need wood first. Often, if you want to, you know, go beat up some orcs, you're going to need some big, beefy people with swords first.
1: But that's not necessarily all you need. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to build your fence, you need some wood. But maybe you could build your fence faster if you have big, beefy people to help you out too, right? Exactly. Or maybe, you know, maybe the fence isn't enough. and Now you want to build a, build a wall, and now you need wood and also bricks and also cement. You know, so sometimes you can't just, you know, you can't just focus on sending your one dude to the same place, do the same thing over and over again. I mean, you can, but that's often not the best strategy. You really do need to kind of, like, take a look at everything as a whole and deploy effectively and strategically to get the most out of the board.
0: So, worker placement gives you a chance to sort of build something or put together a plan in a fairly basic way involving simple building blocks that you put together, do this, then do that, then do that, in whatever order you like, provided somebody else doesn't go and do it first. Mm-hmm. Now, Lords of Waterdeep is sort of my go to introductory worker placement game. It's the one that I tend to bring up first mm-hmm. if people are curious about yeah. this.
1: It's not actually that old, is it? It came out in 20- 2012, I think. Yeah, so about like about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely not the first worker placement game. I mean, not you even mentioned close. that it's been around for, you know, like decades. But Lords of Waterdeep is a great entry level worker placement game. It, uh, it takes place in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, but it actually has nothing to do with it. It could be skinned with anything, it could have anything to do with anything.
0: It's weird because usually in these fantasy adventure type stories, you're an adventurer. And there's Mm -hmm. a big fancy person with a big fancy hat telling you to go and do quests. You know, Go over there, kill that dragon for me. I'll give you some gold and some experience points. But (laughs) in Waterdeep, the shoe's on the other foot. The players are the quest giver outers.
1: And the little cubes that you're deploying are the adventurers. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you send your people to hire adventurers. The adventurers go and do the quests and you score points for it.
1: So everybody that's ever played D&D before... Don't think that you're getting into some RPG thing. This (laughs) game reduces you and your friends to little cubes on a board.
0: Well, you think of yourself as uh, if you're playing World of Warcraft. You're standing there with an exclamation point over your head, and you're giving people quests. And every time somebody goes and does stuff, you profit from it. But um, Waterdeep also has a lot of other things going for it in comparison with other worker placement games, which we want to get into, which we're going to want to get into in a future episode.
1: Stone Age is another very accessible worker placement game, and you're not deploying, you're not a lord deploying dudes this time. so you're you're growing your little Stone Age village for the little Stone Age people, uh, and you're trying to you know construct houses and gain points. You know you use like clay and gold and wood and all that sort of stuff, and you want to obviously like keep your family fed and alive.
0: Starving important. is
1: important. Starving is bad. Starving is bad.
0: And Stone Age has even simpler rules in some ways than Lords of Waterdeep, but also includes dice, which can help to sort of mitigate the skill thing. But I actually find, strangely enough, that Stone Age is a more difficult sell for new players than Waterdeep. Even though Waterdeep looks larger and more complicated, and on the surface it is, Waterdeep provides you with a sense of direction. You know, Right from the beginning, you can have a couple of quest cards that say... Collect these things, and you'll get this reward. Mm-hmm. Stone Age just kind of sets you loose in this world without a whole lot of sense of what you're going to do. And as we're going to be talking about later this week, that is the biggest challenge in worker placement games. And as they present you with this whole array of choices, at every turn, you have to decide which one of them you're going to pick.
1: And there's just so much to do, you know, sometimes like too much to do. And it's definitely no good for people that get like analysis paralysis like you can just lean back and stare at the board and be like jesus christ what do i do next like there's just so many options
0: so the question of providing players with a sense of direction of where to go from here is something that can become an issue in these sorts of games but we'll get into that in more detail starting on wednesday
1: So join us then when we talk a little bit deeper about worker placement games and touch on what is arguably the most popular worker placement game of all time, the massive farming machine that is Agricola.